0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Thursday, July 30th. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Another Tigers victory last night. History kind of repeated itself. A victory that was aided by some big home runs and some great work. By the bullpen, I am going to talk about all that stuff because there are several positive developments happening with this baseball team. But I am going to start in this first segment with some negative because I do think it is something that needs to be addressed, and it's about Matt Boyd. The Tigers bailed out Matt Boyd last night. And in two starts so far this season, while the team is one and one, he's over two. Two very, very disappointing starts to begin the season by Matt Boyd. In terms of what his issues are it's pretty simple it's command the the fact of the matter is He hasn't located his slider, which was a pitch that last year and the year before as well was a a very devastating pitch for him. That was his go-to strikeout pitch. He wasn't locating with it. Second start in a row where he hasn't been able to really find the zone with that pitch. Wasn't really able to get a lot of swings and misses with that pitch. And because of that, guys were sitting on his heater. And he was missing with that too. He was trying to get swings and misses up in the zone with that pitch, but he wasn't locating. And guys were seeing center cut and they were drilling it. You know, sharp line drives. Got bapip a little bit, some not-so-hard-hit balls, found spots in the outfield. But, you know, when you give up nine hits, it's hard for me to really be very forgiving. And I think he was pretty poor yesterday, and it's another disappointing start for Matthew Boyd. There's some glaring issues with Matt Boyd as a pitcher, and there always have been. And it's why I've never viewed him as the ace of a staff. Like, he could be the ace of this staff. Yes, he was the ace of a staff last year that lost 114 games. That's not that great of an accomplishment. But the fact is, yesterday, and really through his first two starts so far this season, he doesn't look like a different pitcher to me. Like, he looks like the same guy who struggled mightily in the second half of last year, and that's a guy who refuses to leave his comfort zone. And by that I mean he's refusing to really throw anything other than that two-pitch fastball slider mix. And if you want to be successful in the major leagues, if you want to be a really good major league pitcher, you need to go beyond that. You you can't just rely on those two pitches and I think it's gotten him into a lot of trouble. Now, in fairness to him, in his last two innings yesterday, he put up blanks and I think a big reason for that was that you saw him throw a few more curveballs. You saw him throw a few more changeups. That is absolutely necessary. The fact is, Matt Boyd pitched some really great baseball in the first half of last season. He did. He was genuinely one of the top 10 pitchers in the American League through May, a season ago. But guys have figured him out. And I it doesn't seem like he's really adapted. Now, I hope that those final two innings yesterday really will do him some good. He needs to start throwing a few wrinkles in there. He cannot rely anymore on that fastball-slider mix. As good as those pitches are, especially that slider when he is locating, if you want to be a major league starter, you can't rely on two pitches. Maybe there was a time when you could. Not anymore. And it's gotten him into a lot of trouble. But I just I want to talk about him as an entity because he fascinates me because I think the guy's an okay pitcher. He's solid. He'll give you innings. He He racked up a lot of strikeouts a year ago. But the Tigers seem to really be under this belief that he is this hidden gem, that he is this untouchable trade piece. And I talked about this a lot last year, we're only two starts in, so I'm not going to pile on this case again, but I am going to bring it up. The Tigers were remarkably stubborn a season ago in their unwillingness to budge in trading Matt Boyd. And the early you know rumor was that Alavila had asked for Gleiber Torres right away in exchange for Matt Boyd. That's insane. I think that they have grossly overvalued his value. I don't think he's that great of a pitcher and never was. It, let's be honest here. We've seen way more bad Matt Boyd in Detroit than we have good. Now when they got him, he was still very raw. I get it. Wasn't some super highly touted prospect. He had to work through a lot of things, but in general... Since, you know, 2017, when I think we all kind of believed that he was going to be a, a solid major league pitcher, we've still seen more bad than good. He's been remarkably inconsistent. The fact is, over his last 22 starts, this is a guy with a 5'8 ERA. That's really, really poor. He's got to figure it out. And, and I'm, I'm going to keep him on a fairly short leash here because I think expectations were pretty high this season. We saw him in spring training looking like a guy who was taking steps forward, throwing more curveballs, throwing more changeups. He needs to do that now because I, I'm, I'm really tired of the stops and starts with him. I, I really am. I like the guy. I think he's an okay pitcher. I think he's a good dude, but he's taking steps backwards and has like kind of for a calendar year now at this point. Now, obviously COVID, you miss a lot of time, so that's a little bit of an unfair assessment, but you get my point. He's got to be much, much better and step out of his comfort zone here. Stop relying on trying to get guys out with arm side pitches to right-handed batters. Stop trying to go back to your slider again and again and again. He's got to mix it up, period. Now, on to the positives because there were a lot of positives in yesterday's ball game. You fall behind early. You fall behind 4-1. to one. Like I said, Matt Boyd didn't do them any favors. And Danny Duffy looked really good. Danny Duffy's always been a very frustrating pitcher. Because I remember back in 2016, he was pitching some great baseball. Like, was a legit Cy Young candidate through, like, July, early August uh, of the 2016 season. He looked phenomenal. Injuries got in the way, got rocked a little bit. And he's taken substantial steps back over the last several seasons, but early on in his outing yesterday looked really solid, and it felt like one of those games that we saw last year where by the third inning it felt like it was over. But when you have guys in your lineup who can hit home runs, all it takes is one rally, and that's what they got yesterday. Jonathan Scope with a huge two-run shot to tie it, and then in the late innings, in the seventh inning, Jacoby Jones with a solo home run to right field to put the Tigers in front for good. I'll talk about him a bit more in the second segment, but the bullpen yesterday, once again, great. I mean, four scoreless frames, Schreibner Garcia, Farmer, and Jimenez, all excellent. And that is something that this team is going to need. If they want to be remotely competitive at all, they're going to need that. Because I don't think this starting rotation, especially with Falmer being used primarily as an opener, is going to be particularly deep they are going to have to tax that bullpen a lot now in a 162 game season I would say that it is absolutely impossible that you're going to be able to get three four scoreless innings or three four innings of one run ball out of these guys a night but in a 60 game sprint maybe I'm still not going to put it as a high possibility but I'll put it as a maybe And, and I can live with a maybe and again, the home runs continue to fly out of Comerica Park, and they continue to fly off the bats of these Tigers hitters. Uh, I talked about this a lot yesterday. I talked about it in my post game, and so I'm not going to reiterate it a bunch. I just feel like the approaches are better in, in terms of how they're seeing the ball, how they're hitting the ball, and just how they're approaching at bats. Yeah, a lot of strikeouts, but you're seeing more pop. They're not primarily going to station to station. That, that was this team's issue last year. Like Even when they were at their, in heavy air quotes here, best, which their best was still worse than 25 other teams in the major leagues, they were station to station. They had absolutely no pop. You're seeing so far this season, you get two guys on base and all of a sudden you have a home run threat in scope or you have a home run threat in Goodrum or Jones. Miguel Cabrera has really, really struggled, and when the time comes, I will address that and I'll talk about it, I'll give him a few more days to see if he can kind of turn things around, but it's kind of an amazing storyline, the fact that they've hit a lot of home runs and they've scored a fair amount of runs, and yet the guy in the center of that lineup, they're supposed, the big man, Miggy, has been far and away probably their worst hitter, or at the very least, he's been their most disappointing, but... They're still finding ways to win, at least through six games. Now, when I get back, I'm going to talk about Jacoby Jones, who's been the Tigers' probably best player so far this season. A really positive development, seeing him come into his own. I'll talk about whether or not he's going to be able to sustain it and just talk about his career path here in Detroit because I think he's been a guy that a lot of people have been rooting for since the very, very beginning. And I will preview tonight's pitching matchup as well. Ivan Nova on the bump for the Detroit Tigers. I will talk about that next. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 To give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again that cbdmd.com promo code locked on MLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from cbdmd. And we are back. So I want to talk about Jacoby Jones who's off to a phenomenal start. Had 3 hits yesterday, 2 doubles and the game-winning home run you know this was a guy that like I said I think just a lot of people like and a lot of people root for and I, and I root for him a lot too I, I like Jacoby Jones seems like a good kid you know I, I remember like uh, that was a great memory when he first got called up in 2016 and, and really made a difference helped this team win a few ball games as they were trying to make a push to the postseason. And it seemed like this might be a guy that's here to stay and then he had some serious struggles now, now when they acquired him I think most people knew that this guy was a project But they also knew that he had a lot of upside, and this was in 2015, the first time they kind of cleaned house when they traded Soria, and they traded Price, and they traded Cespedes. And a lot of people said when they got Jacoby Jones from the Pirates organization that, you know what, you're trading for half a year of Joaquin Soria? The fact that you're getting a, a project like Jacoby Jones back, that's a pretty good deal. And they've been right because Joaquin Soria pitched half the season, pitched some good baseball for the Pirates, and Jacoby Jones is still here. So you could say they probably won that trade. The Pirates didn't win anything. They got bounced in the wildcard game that season thanks to Jake Arrieta. So, hey, thanks a lot, Dombrowski. On his way out, made a, a pretty darn good move. A lot of people knew this guy had great speed. They knew he had power. But he struck out a lot in the minor leagues and he had trouble staying consistent with the bat. And that was reflected in his first couple of years here in Detroit in 56 games in 2017. Had a 5'10 OPS. Got hit in the face by a pitch early in that season. And while you know, it's not an excuse for a 5'10 OPS, I, I think that it kind of derailed things for him. I remembered him being like okay in 2018. I was wrong. I looked at his numbers today in 2018, 207 batting average, 630 OPS, but did put up a 2.1 war because he had a 2.4 defensive war that season. One of the best center fielders in all of baseball in 2018. He was only 26 years old at the time, and there were a lot of people that were like, man, this guy, like he has incredible gifts, and he's a great athlete, and he hit 11 home runs that season. And there were a lot of people like, if he could just... Kind of, if he could figure something out, if he could just be more consistent with the bat, strike out less, they could have something here. And he got off to an awful start a season ago, but then, last few months before getting injured, seemed like he turned some things around. Now, weirdly, took a massive step back defensively and actually ranked among one of the worst defensive center fielders in baseball a season ago. I don't know how in the world that happened. He looks a lot better so far in 2020 and it led to him having a a, a negative war a season ago, but I think most people would agree, at least at the plate, that he took some substantial steps forward in 2019, and he has carried that over so far into 2020. Do I think that he'll be able to keep up this this torrid pace? No, and and with Goodrum being so-so so so far at the top of the order, I do worry that they're going to try to get cute and do something like put him at the top of the lineup to me Jacoby Jones his ceiling and this is not a bad ceiling to have I think a lot of people are going to take this as a backhanded compliment and it's not his ceiling is like an excellent number nine hitter like you put that guy in the bottom of the order a guy who has like 15 to 20 home run potential a guy who can steal some bases for you hey that's all right I can live with that and like I said the defense does look improved so far in 2020 like he's a guy a lot of people root for the ladies love him Fans love him. It seems like, in general, he's just started to figure some things out at the plate. It seems like he's just seeing the ball better. And while he still doesn't draw many walks, you look at everyone else on this team who's struck out more than God, he's been one of the few guys who's pretty much put the ball in play almost every at-bat and has hit some hard-hit balls. Exit velocity is way up from a season ago. So it's, it's really good to see Jacoby Jones taking some steps forward here, six games into the season I think he has the potential to be I mean arguably like one of the better players on this team if his defense can stay steady and if the power numbers can can stay consistent as well you know this could be a guy who could sneak up on you and put up like a 3-4 war in a 162 game season I still think even though he's in his late 20s is a guy who's probably yet to reach his full potential and hopefully in a 60 game season this year he'll be able to reach it on to tonight's pitching matchup it's a fairly interesting one maybe not for the Tigers you have Yvonne Nova last time out against the Reds five innings three earned it wasn't awful it got off to kind of a bad start and then found it in, in the later innings there did keep them in a ball game a ball game that turned out to be a Detroit Tigers victory but I'm very intrigued by who the Royals have starting and that is one Brady Singer making his second career start this guy was absolutely lethal when he was at Florida University helped them win a national championship in 2017, was awesome in the College World Series, and throughout the entire NCAA tournament that season, great competitor, was drafted in the first round by the Royals several years ago, and was baseball's number 59 prospect coming into this season, according to MLB.com, 64-ranked prospect, according to Baseball Prospectus, had his first outing of his career against the Indians a few days ago, pitched... But pitched all right. Five innings, three hits, two earned runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Pretty much all of them coming on that wipeout slider that he has. He's going to be another one of those guys. And I know I bring this up a lot. And maybe you don't think that this is some expert analysis. But it's the truth. He's a two-pitch guy right now. I like his fastball. Got some really good late life on that sinker. He threw that a ton in college. He's thrown that a ton in the minor leagues. Gets a lot of weak contact with it. And does get a fair amount of swings and misses with it. But his, his wipeout pitch is that slider that he throws in the mid-80s. It has been devastating since he was throwing it in high school. W- was one of the better pitches in all of college when he was in college. And one of the better pitches in the minor leagues when he was coming up through the Royals system. I'm excited to see this kid pitch. He was in the same draft class as Casey Mize. And hopefully we'll be seeing Casey Mize here real soon as well. Should be an interesting one with this Tigers lineup you know, flexing their muscles a little bit over the last several days. Will they be able to tee off on a pitcher only making his second career start? We will see. Should be an interesting one. I always like seeing these young pitchers come up through the system and see how they look when they get to the major league level. Should be a lot of fun. And hopefully we'll be seeing some of those guys here in Detroit real soon. So that will do it. For today's show, you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani 2 You can follow this show on Twitter at Lockdown Tigers. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive five-star review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I've gotten some more five-stars lately. Appreciate all the f- good feedback. it's It's just nice to have something to talk about here for a while, and I know COVID still has the potential to derail this season, but we're not going to focus on that right now. There's baseball being played. We're going to talk about the baseball being played until, of course, it's not anymore. I really appreciate all of you listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.